welcome to episode 21 of Running Matters. We're joined by Nicole Bunyan and my co-host Paul Hadfield. Thanks for coming in, guys. Thanks, Maddie. Sorry about my voice today. I'm a little bit uh, in recovery mode from six-foot track at the moment, so don't know why the voice is in trouble, but yeah. <laughs> Might have been because you're up till midnight the, uh, the night after the race celebrating a bit hard. Yeah, I'll blame the sponsors for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much, Filter Brewing. Yep. So that'll, that would be enough to uh, damage the vocal cords. Yeah, it has. It's yep. been a tough day. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get through the podcast okay, yep. I reckon. Yeah, we'll survive. So we've got uh, Nicole Bunyan, lover of trails and founder of Running Mums Australia. Um, first of all, uh, how did you get into this running caper personally? Um, so I've always been a runner, mm-hmm. um, but I started running when I was probably, I don't know, seven, eight, you know, at school. Enjoyed doing cross country and um, 800 metres, sort of longer distance events um, on the track if I ran at school. But I just enjoyed being out in nature, running cross country mainly. It was probably something when I think back to my childhood, that was something that I enjoyed being out on the grass and the sur- surrounds. Um, and so, yeah, I did, did that after school as well. As I grew up, I'd just take myself out. We lived on some bush and I'd take myself out onto the trails. Funnily enough, when I look back, I was actually trail running quite at a young age without realising it was a thing. Um, but I just enjoyed getting out on the trails behind my house. Um, sometimes I'd run through to school and home from school, which was a few suburbs over the other side of the bush. And I'd run through the trail um, and then I just did it for fitness, really. So um, that love of running was something that was instilled in me very young. Um, my brother was actually uh, an athlete in polvo. Mm. Um, so he, we'd be down at the track every Friday night um, for athletics, little athletics, and then moving on to his senior years in athletics. But I never was interested in running mm. at all on a track. It was just myself solo running I didn't run with people I just did it for my own enjoyment it's something I just got out of it that being by myself and and for fitness really um so that's how it all started yep very good where'd you grow up Campbelltown okay yeah yeah Yeah. I was was trying to picture where where the bush was that yeah so Campbelltown um Campbelltown East which the bush was between Campbelltown East and Roos Mm -hmm. and my high school was Lamia High School so I'd run through through the bush and then home from from the other side. Yeah, yeah just quite a while, quite a long way actually. When I think about it, yeah. I'd come home through the bush. Yeah, a few times I had a few encounters with snakes and things like really? that. Really? Yeah yeah. 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 There you go. And you managed to stick with the trail running. So well done. I well did. Yeah. And, and your first uh, marathon was in two thousand and thirteen. Is that correct? Yes, yep. that was my first marathon. So I yep. did the Dubbo Stampede in two thousand and twelve. Yep. That was my first half marathon, um, and then I stepped it up to the marathon at Sydney in yep. 2013, and um, the main reason for that was, well, obviously just because I felt like it was the next logical step for me with running, mm. as some people probably would feel too if they'd done a half, but I wanted to raise some funds for autism. My daughter has um, autism, and I wanted to raise money for Autism Spectrum Australia, so I thought, well, what a better way to do it than do a marathon and yeah I think we raised about six thousand dollars that day so fantastic yeah it was great did you uh did you do, do a good time and when did you know how did you know that you were gonna lead into sort of ultra running and that sort of thing um well for me back then I think 
I probably did a good time. Like, I mean, that was the beginning of coming back into running for me. So before, I'll just take you back a bit. Like before that, when I'd had kids and they were young, I didn't do any running. So probably till, so my daughter at that age, you know, I was going through a lot personally with her and the diagnosis and stuff while they were younger. And I think I started running and exercising again to sort of relieve a bit of stress around those situations mm-hmm. and have a bit of time for myself. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd been going to a gym when when she was young and the kids were young as well with a personal trainer um, where I lived in Picnic Point. But I just, you know, it just didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't really time by myself, which I needed, which I got from running. So one day I just decided to, you know, start running again. And then I asked a friend, you know, could I do a half marathon maybe and then it just evolved into oh now could I do a marathon like that sort of thing so you know for me I didn't know if I was doing it right actually wasn't in any running clubs RMA wasn't even around and I didn't have any friends that were runners except for this one friend who sent me a running training program that she'd used for a marathon um she was on the committee of the Dubbo Stampede. She was a friend of my sister's, one of her best friends. And she said, here, try this plan. And I thought, okay, well, four and a half hours sounds like a decent time to complete my first marathon, um, which was, I think, around, I don't even know, six, 620, 6 to 6.20 minute case, something like that. And so I was training and training, hoping to complete it in four and a half hours. And I did. I completed it in 4.26. Had a great day, felt really comfortable most of the day and, yeah, just felt great. And I don't know, just something that day thought I felt like I did when I was a kid and I went back to those feelings of the further I go, the better I feel. Like I just love, I've always had that endurance in me and that, you know, just that feeling it gives me to push myself that little bit further. Mm. Um, And, yeah, so I thought, hmm. You know, it wasn't that day that I decided to do ultras yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just that I really loved the feeling it gave me to go that far. And I thought, I'm going to do it again. Like, you know, it was I would never, you know, people finish a marathon and go, I'm never doing that again. I'm sure I said it at the finish line. No, <laughs> like, no, we no, all do, never you. again. No, but I thought, no, I'm definitely going to do that again. Like, this is something that I'm passionate about and I'm going to do. And for me as a person, it, yeah, it just... Um, just gave me so much joy, I think, um, that day accomplishing something that I set out to do mm. without really anybody guiding me yeah. on how to do it. So, yeah. That's very that cool. It's good. Yeah. And, so, and so since then, you've got a pretty impressive list of ultras. So UTA 100, Surf Coast Century, Six Foot Track, Jabalani Challenge, Glenbrook Marathon. So you've really and truly got the bug. Yeah, Yeah, um, well, Jabalani actually was my first DNF. I didn't even finish that, and that was... Um, my first and only DNF, actually, um, where I had a pretty bad moment during the race with heart rate and mm. just feeling really unwell. Mm. Um, I've done Carcourt Cup twice, a 60K as well. Yeah. That was my first um, ultra. Um, and um, what else have I done? You might not have mentioned. Well, I can't think. I've done... Plenty. Many now that I've Plenty. kind of forgotten what I've done. Yeah, yeah. Look, don't worry about the Jabalani. Everyone knows that's an egg and spoon race. And, uh, <laughs> no, I wouldn't be bothered about it's the really, DNF. It was a hard race. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That day. <laughs> Someone mentioned doing it again to me this year, and I thought, I don't know. I don't know about that. Can I, yeah, can I jump in there? I actually messaged the guys today to say, hey, Jabalani's coming up next month. You should do it. I did it, I did it last year, and I don't did think you? it's an egg and spoon personally. It's a hard uh, one. It's a hard race. It's, it's very hilly. Hilly. For, for 22Ks. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so I put it out there that anyone that's done the race is not going to call it an eating spoon. I agree. We'll agree and disagree, okay. A yeah. lot of the girls who did it last year said that's one of the hardest, like, Juliana did it. 45K yeah. she's ever done. Like, it was, it was tough. Go. Up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, good. I believe you. <laughs> what's, what's, um, what's on the calendar for the rest of the year? What do you got coming um, up? So, coming up in two weeks. I have a race in New Zealand, Rita yep. Fire. Yep. So running around the volcano yep. in North Island. That'd so be good. yeah, so that's the second year they've run this race. Yep. Um, and they asked us to come over to do some promotion with them. So I've dragged along two of our volunteer RMA admins, one from Sydney and yep. one from Canberra, and we're doing a team the team. So um, it's seventy two K the whole race and we're each doing a leg each, I think. It's roughly around twenty four each sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing leg one of that. And then... Can, can I just yeah. ask you, I saw you on a promo video. It looked like, was that the promo video? No. No, was that the Christchurch Marathon? That was Queenstown. Queenstown Marathon, yeah. yeah. So I'm ambassador for Queenstown Marathon, and yep. that was last year. Yeah, cool. I yeah. saw the video. Great, great footage, it actually. Great. Paul yeah. sent me the link to it. Mm. I said straight away, we've got to do that. Like, just the footage looks terrific. It's a, it's, yeah. I've done it twice now, that event. Yeah. Um, once the half, once the full last year. Yeah. And it was, it's just spectacular. Yeah. Everyone should have a go. It looks <laughs> yeah. amazing, yeah. It is, it is. I interrupt. Sorry, what else were you saying? Um, so after the race around New Zealand, I'm doing another team event, doing Mount Solitary Ultra. Yeah. My friend Kratcheriana. So Very good. She's training for UTA 100. Um, and... She, she asked if I'd do the team with her, so mm. I'm excited but Which a little half? nervous. I'm doing the first, the first half. half. Much better. Much I've better. never run up over Mount Solitary, yeah. so great place to be. Everyone keeps terrifying me about how hard it is don't, in the last few weeks. But I'm like, okay, I've got to get out there hopefully before the day and have a little look. But um, so that's exciting because I've not mm. done it. So yep. I've run down Kadamba many times, but I haven't been up on Mount Solitary. So that's you'll have a ball. Fun. It's great. Yeah. Friend of the show, Pete Hamilton, loves that race the most. Okay. Um, five entries for five DNFs. So. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Don't tell me that. It's a tough game. Well, lucky I'm doing the team, right? So I don't have to do the whole thing. You'll be fine. Um, You'll be fine. And that's leading into UTA 50, which is the only other thing. Oh, actually, after UTA, the week after, I'm ambassador for up at Runaway Noosa. So um, I'll go up and run the 10K like I did last year. Yeah, just meet up with all the RMA girls up there. Cool. It's a full calendar. That's yeah. it so far. Yeah. That's, that's till that's pretty, the end of May. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a pretty busy first half of the year. Yeah. It yeah. It is. It's, um, mm. I, wouldn't like, I wouldn't mind one of those ambassador gigs. That sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Well, runaway events like um, Ironman, yep. they took me on as an ambassador for them for some of their events in the last few years. So, yeah, I've been able to go to Queenstown twice and runaway Noosa. So, yeah, it's been pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. cool. Go up there and yeah. get, get the women running. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. So, I, I see uh, the RMA hats and singlets pretty much everywhere I run. So, can you tell the <laughs> listeners what Running Mums Australia is all about? Yep. So, um, RMA or Running Mums Australia is a nationwide network for women and mums who run, uh, predominantly mums, but we do allow anybody in who's a woman, uh, female, because... Our network predominantly is online, so we have a Facebook forum where we all all the action happens, all the conversation happens. Um, but the aim and the idea around RMA is that we network with our local women and each other, or women anywhere really, who run, um, to share that love and experience around our running. So um, it's about you know empowering them to get out and do something different, um, something they might not have thought of, and 
Um, we've now swelled in that network um, on the Facebook page over 36,000 women now. So we're just about 000. to hit 36. Yeah. Wow. Um, is that nationwide or nationwide. Is it international? Um, there are a few internationals or expats that have joined on, but yeah. it's like we have all the questions and it's all, we're pretty strict with who we let in. So yeah. it's all Australia. Yeah. Um, mostly. So. Yeah, so that's in the Facebook network. So, you know, the aim is that you could go anywhere in mm-hmm. Australia to run and you could put up there, I'm going to be in, I don't know, Broome next week. Is anyone in Broome who can run with me or I'm mm-hmm. going to do this event, who's doing it? And you'll have someone who's running. So yeah, yeah. you can turn up to an event and not feel alone. Mm-hmm. You know, you can train with somebody, um, you know, that's the whole reason behind it. It's to not feel like you're alone. Because when I did my marathon, I was alone and I didn't have anyone to share that experience with or talk about it with. Mm. Um, as a mum, it can be really isolating and that just marries the two together, you know, being mm. a mum and also people who love to run. So, yeah, yeah so it's really um, about, you know, showing women um, the amazing things they can do with that vehicle of running and so many women have said, like, you know, if it wasn't for RMA, they would never have X, Y, Z. They mm. would never have tried their first 5K. They would never have gone to park run yeah. because they would have felt like they couldn't go because they were on their own and they didn't know anyone. But yeah. they knew when they went to park run and they saw a visor, and I do it myself. I get to park run and see a visor. I'd be lying straight for the visor mm. yeah. and say, hi, I'm such and such. You know, so it's just so much easier for women to feel like they can get out there and try something. Yeah knowing there's others like them. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah fantastic. Yeah. So that's that's the story oh, behind that's RMA. <laughs> I, I was actually told that uh, you founded RMA because none of your mates at the time were into running, so you needed to create a group around yourself. Yeah. Um, did you ever imagine uh, at that stage that it would swell to its current sort of scale? No, <laughs> I did not imagine. Hmm. And even now I find it really overwhelming hmm. some days to think it has and... You know, the good thing about RMA is that it sort of spans different banners. Like, it's not a running club. Um, It's not even a local running group, although we obviously have our local girls that we might hang out with or run together. Um, But it sort of goes, you know, you might have people in RMA that are involved in different clubs or athletics clubs or things like that. So Mm. it's so broad. And, you know, I never thought that it would ever be like that. I just wanted some people to be able to share the experiences with. Um, but it's grown so quickly over time. Um, you know, it's become a real passion of mine. Mm-hmm. Sometimes sometimes it can be really, like, overwhelming personally for me because I feel like I have a duty mm-hmm. of care there. Like, you know, I need to look after it and I need to keep it feeling like it was intended, which mm-hmm. is feeling like that community and that baby that I the birth, you know, I really want to feel, I don't want it feeling hugely commercial or anything like that. I want it to still feel like that community. Um, oh, well, so. the feedback I get from uh, people I know, that's certainly, what's, that's what they say, you know, they love that community aspect of yeah. it. So I think you managed to maintain it. Yeah. And it's very impressive. Thank you. Um, with all these people surrounding you, do you still like to run on your own or do you always get out there with a bunch? Um, I do. No, I do like running on my own. Um, I do like to do some of the big stuff with others though. Like when I got asked to do Ring of Fire, um, initially they asked if I'd just come over and run the ultra, I guess they were sort of intending. Um, and 
I straight away thought, no, I actually don't want to do that. I, I want to do it with someone else. Like I want to share that experience with someone else because from that perspective, how I want to promote that event to our girls or any other women is, well, get out there with your friends and do it. Like mm. get out there and do something, you know, other than just for you. I mean, obviously you're going to get things out of it personally, but do it with your mates and see, you know, what comes from that. So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, I love going, I live on trails and I always run on there on my own and I love that time where I'm yeah. by myself and I can just listen to my footsteps and it's peaceful but I also really love getting out and seeing things with other people. And yeah. most of my long runs I do with other people and on the trails. But I always do need that time on my own as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. One of the big advantages of running, I guess, is yeah. that thinking time. So. Yeah. And in most races, like if something was like an A race for me, I would run it on my own. Like mm. I wouldn't run it with someone. But, you know. I'm still surrounded by the other people on the trail anyway. But, yeah, yeah, you of know. course. Of course. You yeah. know, to hold hands with someone like yeah, like I don't have... that, for example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to finish. Holding hands. <laughs> holding hands I've with the closest too, person. Matt, yeah. <laughs> 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 I've done it too. I've like done it too. Hands of the air. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those, uh, you're, you're a mum of three teenagers, I believe, yes. almost. Yes. Um, where do you squeeze your own training into to that? Where does it fit? Um, in every spare piece of time mm. that I've got. So I'll often go early in the morning or I'll go at night or I'll, I'm lucky that I work from home three, well, three days a week so I can go during the day those days. Mm. Um, but I also have a really good husband who's very understanding um, who lets me go uh, most of the time when I want to go, so on the weekends. This is good talk. He sacrifices. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> I should stop now. <laughs> stop now. No, he sacrifices a lot of time. You know, over the years, I think yeah. he's sacrificed a hell of a lot of time for me to be able to do this running gig. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, although he has recently said to me, I'm only allowed to have one day on the weekend because it was becoming like, oh, Saturday, I'm going to... And then on Sunday... So he's like, you can have one yeah. where you're gone for half the day or whatever, but give me the other one. Okay. Like, so, but I've broke him into park run now. So yeah, he's running. He's, you know, secretly, he's not really getting the two days because, you know, all the one day because he's coming with me to park run anyway. So I'm still getting to do that run. Do you he's do Menai? Is that your local? That is my local. Yeah. yeah. Is that the one you do? Yeah. You do that one? Most yeah. of the day. Yeah. 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 Cool. Mm. It's the worst one in Sydney. <laughs> I was going to say. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so better, hard. It's better one, Derek. It's hilly. It's turn, turn, turn. Yeah. Have you done it? I've not done that one. No. Yeah. No, no, no. I've yeah. stopped at Cronulla. And, uh, oh, I like Cronulla. Yeah. I only do parkrun when I'm on holidays, actually. Oh, really? I wait till no other runners are around and uh, <laughs> just go and cherry pick. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Have you I done love... the Dulles Point one? Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I've done that once. Yes. Fast, yeah. And uh, where did I go on the weekend? Came. Beautiful. Where's that? Botany Bay, La Perouse, Las Perouse. Oh, yeah, on the right. other side. Okay, yeah. That was beautiful. That was a really nice one. Okay. But I, ha- I don't get too many because I kind of, you know, mm. do want to stick at home on that day. So I do sort of go Menai because it's around the corner, like five yeah. minutes. I can yeah. literally roll out of bed, yeah. throw my clothes on and be there within 15 minutes of waking yeah. up yeah. if I have to. It's perfect. Yeah, it's pretty convenient. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So apart from having the world's most understanding husband, uh, <laughs> any tips on balancing work, family and a semi-professional running career for our listeners? <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm semi-professional. No, 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 no. We all are. <laughs> no, we all are. Okay. Um, oh, look. 
I think it's all about that word balance. Mm. Um, and look, I am not. When I first started running and the first few years I was doing even the ultras, it was all about results for me. How much faster can I get during mm. during the fifty k, or how fast can you know? I'll, I'll do it again. I'll do Kaka again. See how much faster I can be this time. Things like that. But it's changed for me now. I'm not really interested in how long. I mean, obviously, in the back of my mind, there's that little thing that's competitive nature in me that says, oh, you don't really, you know, you do want to do it faster. But that's not my drive and my focus anymore. Yeah. Um, is, you know, it's now just about experiencing different places and races and keeping active and fit, you know, encouraging the other women around me um, to do it too um, because it's a great way to keep fit and active and connect mm. um, and, you know, make change in our in our communities, um, but, you know, I, I don't know, like, I just train when I have to, when I can, yeah. so I'm not, I'm not coached anymore, mm-hmm. um, so I made that change last year, just after a six-foot track, I yeah. decided this coaching is not for me, um, yeah. because I found it was always such a struggle mm. um, to perform, you know, I felt like I was always letting someone down, not that my coach made me feel that, but I felt that, mm. um, so I decided, no, I'm just going to coach myself. <laughs> so, and you know what? It was the best thing I ever did. Like mm. I did UTA hundred, coached myself. I had the best race. I yeah. came well within what I thought my limit, you know, what I was my ability would be in that race. Um, whether I was coached or not, I still came in, mm. and I felt like I was more productive with my time, and and I could listen to my body to yeah. be able to respond to the training better. So. Not that I think it's a bad thing to be coached. I think it's great, and I coach some girls myself. But for me personally, at the moment, I just think it doesn't work with me. Mm. So, um, yeah, I just try and fit it in when I can. And the balance between, you know, the family and the work and the training Mm. is one thing that is what we all talk about in RMA, which is what's so good about RMA is that we can all discuss that because it's the one thing that we all struggle with is that balance, you know, being a mum and the guilt around it I guess sometimes like kind of doing something for yourself it's really selfish yeah um but it makes us better women and better mums when you have that time absolutely absolutely yeah I don't know I don't have the real key answer to the balance I'm sure there's no definitive answer I think you've just got to do what works for you yeah what works for your family like you know if, if my daughter has like an appointment on you know, she does like an art class on a Tuesday, mm. two hours. I'll go down to Cronulla and run mm. or in that two hours. or So I'll make mm. it work where it fits in. It doesn't take up too much of the family time because mm. I'm really mindful of that. Um, you only have that little window of time before they don't want to spend time with you. That's right. So, I guess that's where the coaching is difficult because they don't understand the, the, you know, the flexibility required at times. So yeah. if you've got enough knowledge and you can squeeze things in, I'm sure yeah. you're more efficient there. Yeah, so. that's right. Uh, how much time in your week do you spend on the RMA organisational side? Like... Um, well, it's up and down, um, but it is like my full-time job as well. But mm. I work two days at a school as well. Um, yep. But I just like balance that as well. So mm. I'll fit that in during the day. I'll do it at night. It just depends what I've got on as to where I sit down and do the administration. Behind the scenes, I'm the only employee. Okay. Other girls, the admin the volunteer admins are on the Facebook group, so they kind of just keep it all happy mm. and nice behind the scenes. There's no drama. No one's trying to advertise, all that sort of stuff, which is like, imagine with 36,000 people, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, and um, then I do all the sending out um, 
things, lots of visors, all that. Okay. I do all the merchandise stuff, wow. designing, sending. You write the, the kids into programs. a bit of that as well, or? Uh, uh, sometimes my daughter does help out. Yep. Yeah, my teenage daughter. So, nice. all the packs, we, she helps send them out and yeah. that sort of stuff. And I do all the um, partnership sort of stuff yep. as well, promoting them. Yep. So, all the social media. Um, I do that, but also have another girl who helps volunteer with the social media stuff. Okay. So, if, yeah. um, if, if one of the listeners wants to sign up, how do they get involved and what's the cost? To be a partner? Uh, or a, to, to join. To join RMA. Yeah. So RMA is free. Yeah. So you can come on our Facebook page on our group and join for free. Yeah. Um, if you want to be part of our member program, yeah. that's $50 for the calendar year. Yeah. Um, and that's... You know, up to them. They don't have to be to be in RMA, but it's just a value add. So they can be part of the program. They get a buff and a key tag. They get massage at our events and things like that from our sponsor, Physiocram. And they also get discounts to races and brands across Australia. Wow. So that's $50. And that, that money is basically... It's a bargain. bargain. That was, that's what keeps us going. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. So, we don't, you know, we don't get government funding or anything no, like no. that. So. Yeah. That keeps it happening. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So you've been described as having a real passion for empowering women to nurture themselves and be their best selves. Have you got any stories of uh, real transformation within your running mums? Oh, there's so many stories. Wow, where do I even start? Um, Well, actually, one of the girls today is a really good story that I was talking to just before we came, actually. Um, Her name's Janine, and... um, Janine has been battling for the last few years with brain tumour, um, so it keeps coming back. So for the last sort of six years, she's had to have surgery. She's a mum of two girls, uh, I think single mum, and she's had surgery after surgery because this tumour keeps coming back, and um, she's a runner, and that's the one thing that's kept her going, I guess, like in terms of having those goals to keep running, and Mm. anyway... um, she competed at six foot on the weekend. Is that right? Wow. So last year she had a, quite a big surgery um, to remove part of the tumour and it's affected her speech and her ability to, um, I guess, re- um, communicate um, effectively and things like that, knowing what she wants to say but not coming out right and being able to even just type it and things like that. Her vision has been affected. Um, but she completed six foot and she's doing ETA 50 as well so things like that like and that's what I love about RMA for me it's a not even about the running Mm -hmm. it's like when I heard I met Janine last year just at Menai Park Run actually she came and someone introduced me to her and and I thought oh wow like I've got to follow this story like so we interviewed her last year and then I interviewed her again today because it's so empowering and inspiring. Mm. Like, if someone like Janine can get out there and do that, like, anybody mm. can get out there yeah. and do that. There's like, no excuses. There's no, no excuses. Yeah. So, she finished in 6.57. Did she? Right before the cutoff. Great. Oh, that's a good story. It's a great story. Yeah. So, that is what's exciting to me. Like, yeah. when I hear things like that, I'm like, give me that story. Like, I want to share that. I want to mm. shout that from the rooftops because that's what RMA is all about. Yeah. So, you know, there's someone like Janine, um, you know, someone like Laura, who is coming with me to New Zealand. Um, she's one of our RMA admins, really good friend of mine now. And um, she's had like two stillborns. Last year, she had her second stillborn daughter, um, full term, like went into labor. 
And then, um, yeah, it didn't happen. And poor little Luca didn't make it. And so, you know, through her story, just being able to empower women, she used running to get through that time and the connection that she had with the other women in the network. And without that, just she wouldn't be here. She Mm. even says that. She wouldn't be here. Like, Mm. she needed to have something to focus on. And so she asked if if I'd help train her to do... um, the 50k down at surf coast and so that was in august august is that right i think so and she'd only had liquor in january so you know Mm. on top of the fact that she'd had a stillborn daughter she was postpartum like after having a baby and wanting to train for a 50k race so Mm. but you know i was like for sure like let's do it so you know we we talked obviously with a professional and and she trained and she competed and she finished it and mm. and now going on to do UTA this year and you know the the amazing story behind her you know her despair is what got her through you know feeling alive again and what's keeping her going so you know there's countless stories like it's those very inspiring all, every day yeah that must there. must be enough to keep you going and oh, it is like I could yeah. never like and sometimes I get overwhelmed and I think oh I don't know if I can keep doing this forever and ever like how am I going to keep like because it can have a real toll hmm. but then I feel like uh, how can you not like you couldn't yeah, go yeah, sorry yeah. everyone we're shutting it down no, like can you imagine no, no. the uproar so uh, I just absolutely. you know I think it's amazing what it does just for women to be able to share and have a safe place that they can share hmm. um it's really not about the running. Yeah, we talk about running all the time and that's all we really allow the discussion to be mainly around, but yeah. it's not really about the running. <laughs> it's a great conduit for conversation it as is, well. Right? You know, like it's... great reason for people to get together. That's it. It's perfect. That's yeah. It, so. Healthy pursuit on top of being that great communication tool. So. Yeah, that's right. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, so you were recently nominated for the finals of the Blackmore's Wellbeing and Wellness Awards. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Um, how was that experience? Yeah, it was good. I mean, I was quite honoured to be nominated. I think there was 350 nominations and only 50 finalists. Yep. Um, so we got to go to Sydney and have a lovely dinner and, um, you know, I didn't take home an award. I, I didn't feel like I probably was in the league of some of the women there, but... You know, I really feel honoured that I was nominated. Um, you know, I think I'm just one person that's trying to do their bit, um, but it's really not me. I kind of try and hold it all together and mm. push it out, but it's all the women in the network that make it what it is. Um, I find it hard sometimes to have that limelight on me. Mm. Like, mm. like, I'm not, I don't really force myself into those situations yeah, yeah. very much, yeah. but. Um, yeah, I felt quite privileged to be there. Oh, that's impressive. Should be very proud. Thank you. Excellent. Um, you you seem to have a growing list of Olympians and celebrities on the books of RMA. Um, (laughs) can you name some names for our listeners? Well, Lisa Waitman is one of our ambassadors. Three-time Olympian. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so Lisa, um, came on board last year, just before last year, um, and really that was leading up into her campaign and just, you know, trying to share, well, you know, I only choose certain people to kind of be an ambassador for RMA, just, you know, brand ambassador sharing what RMA is about. Mm. And she was a perfect fit because she's doing all the balancing, like she's juggling all those balls. So mm. career woman, you know, mom, Olympian, like, and really easy to talk to down earth woman. Mm. So, um, 
Yeah, it's great having Lisa on the on the team in that yeah. way, sharing. So inspiring and I'm really excited to see what she can do next, to be honest. So That's, yeah, fantastic. How do you use her to engage and inspire your, um, well, your it's I leave it up to them. So mm. I don't kind of push anything on our ambassadors. I just sort of give them, I guess we give them the opportunity to be a voice. So um, it's helped Lisa's career, I think, in terms of being able to have women follow her. Mm. Um, so it's raised her profile. But also, you know, I, le- I just, you know, she's inspiring women to see, well, someone who's an Olympian, but she's not a full-time athlete either in terms of she's still working. Mm. She's still yeah. raising a child. You know, she doesn't have, like, nannies and things. She has to rely on her husband and her mm. tag teaming or her parents or a sister. And So being able to juggle doing that competing at such a high level mm. it's pretty inspiring certainly yeah. um yeah. yeah so i let them share and i tell them just be really real and honest exactly how it is i don't want any of this sugar coating business yeah. you know the insta runner and they do yeah i like she's so good at it like yeah. we're you know playing with the play-doh on the floor this morning and then i'm going to go out and do my yeah. you know and that's exactly what i want to see from them because that's exactly what it is what it's like that's right you know so um that's more inspiring than someone that just looks like they've got it all together yeah yeah for sure yeah for sure um and then you know we've got uh, in the network like on the facebook group we've had like you know yana Pittman's piped in uh, eloise a few times like you know there's oh, i can't even think now it put me on the spot but yeah lots of that's some pretty big names i'm happy different yeah. <laughs> women yeah, yeah, yeah. who i mean i'm sure there's more that we could get on board in there but mm. yeah but um it's a pretty good list yeah, yeah. it's good yeah. like you know i really like that they've kind of noticed like sometimes i have this little imposter complex thing that says oh what you've done isn't that great you know oh, people are going to think oh running mums what's that like you know but then when you see that people have noticed that and they are trying to use it too to be a voice um it's kind of it Gives you a bit of excitement, mm. like you know, seeing like people like Samantha Gash mm. running around in her singlet the other week on Instagram. She runs in her singlet. Yeah, she had it on. Yeah. She was doing a run, pushing her little boy in the pram. Yeah, right. And I was like, oh my gosh, you've got the singlet on. She's like, yes, I do. Like, and I thought, oh, that's so nice. Like, because mm. that's you know, that's powerful that that's somebody good. like that who has such a broad impact for women yeah. around the world is wearing my brand. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's great. Yeah. That's kind of pretty special. Nice pat on the back. I yeah. Love that. That's good. Yeah. I was, uh, I was scrolling through the endless and incredible list of product partners on the RMA website. So I'm not sure that I need to ask this question, but uh, do you see yourself as a minimalist or a bit of a gear junkie out there on the trails? Well, personally, I'm a minimalist. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I, I really don't buy stuff. Yeah. I'm not a shopper. <laughs> I like, you know things but I wear the same clothes that I've been wearing for the last few years most of the time if I find a pair of shorts I like I'm in them all the time I wear my RMA singlet most of the time so I don't really need to go and buy stuff like um and the shoes I'm you know I'm generously donated by on who sponsored me with the shoe um because I love them um so an ambassador for them and you know I just I don't know I don't seem to feel like you need to have a lot of stuff to be mm. a runner, you just go. Like, yeah. did you hear that, Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mo. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I've got my pack. 
which has been going for the last, I don't know, how many ultras now, yep. starting to rip and it's still going. Although okay. I did see they've just released a new Salomon women's specific one and I'm like, hmm, maybe I should get that. And then I thought, no, no, this one's not dead yet. Let's yeah. just got the same Sunto watch that I've had for the last four years that's like scratched yeah. up to bits. Yeah. And I keep seeing all the ads for the really nice new Sunto 9 and I'm like, hmm, I really want it, but I can't because mine's not dead yet. So yeah, I'm not a, I don't uh-huh. buy stuff, but... Look, the member program is there because it gives the women an opportunity to support mm. um, Australian brands and and Australian businesses. So pretty much all of the people that are on board the member program are a small business. The, the products are. Yeah. Yep. So they're not your big rebel store okay, or anything yeah. like that. They're your small business um, trying to, you know, and it connects them with the running community mm. in Australia. So um, it costs... Those partners, zero to yep. advertise and partner with me in the member program. They just have to offer a discount or They just sort. offer a discount, yep. so I don't charge them anything. Um, if they want to advertise or anything with us, they can, um, but it's that's nothing to partner. They can mm. just partner, okay. so it's a no-brainer, really. Yep. They're winning and we're winning, mm. so... That's great. Yeah. That's great. So I don't, I, I'm not sure that I need to ask what your favourite piece of kit is at the moment, because it's all... Oh, my favourite... Oh, let's see. I actually really like these tights that I've got from Run Amok, Run which Amok. is a small yep. um, lady in Queensland who just designs and she sews all these tights, like it's really? hand-sewn, yeah, and they're made to order, and you can get them however long, short you want them, and so, she has all these different amazing prints. That's it. That's my favorite thing to wear. That's great. So Run Amok. Run Amok. A-M-O-K? Uh, A-M-O-K, yeah. Do you know if they make them in three-quarter length? They don't. Why do you want some? <laughs> Not me personally, <laughs> but uh, I know a couple of people who might be in the market. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they yeah. have pockets. Pockets are a big thing with RMAs. On the side of your... Yeah. Because Lululemon used to make a tight with a pocket. Yep. And they've missed the mark because the last few years... They've taken it away. They've taken the pocket away and the pocket is the key to a good tight because once you have the pocket you can put your gels in your phone your key and they don't make them anymore and they've got 36,000 women who are crying out to Lululemon to bring back the pocket tight and they're not doing it they're not they've spoken to you and said they're not doing it we've (laughs) spoken really they're not doing it fools I don't know what are they thinking anyway Anna had pocket tights on yeah she had pocket tights what brand that is well, a lot of the good companies now, the, the small ones, are coming out with the pocket tight right. now because they've heard uh-huh. and they know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, I was loving the naked belt for the same reason, I guess, like yeah. just a few little pockets. I'm yeah. probably not going to go the run them up tight personally. <laughs> well, no, florals and things yeah. like that, really. Yeah, yeah, you, you never know. You never <laughs> Might know. Might not be your company. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, Maybe don't need to ask this either, but uh, where do you sit on the spectrum between environmentally driven and performance or data driven? Mm, per, for me personally, mm. just environmentally driven. Yeah. 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 Not, not too worried about the numbers. No, not no. anymore. I don't even really check my Strava. Like once I've done a run, I kind of just put it out there. It's up and that's it. Don't really look at it again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, did it feel good? Like yesterday, I went around on the coastal track, felt mm. awful. And then on Strava, I was like, oh, that was a great run. And I was like, actually, it was a terrible run. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> but, yeah. you know, 
I just go by how I feel. Yeah. So if it felt good, I'm happy. If it felt bad, you know, we'll try again tomorrow. You need to be part of the Norg running group and we'll tell each other how terrible the runs are. So. What's the Norg running group? This is the problem. Ours is a quite an exclusive group of about 12 people rather than 36,000. So, yeah. Uh, need to join. Yeah, well, it's a tough, tough entry, but yeah, we'll talk about it. Okay, I'll forget about that. We'll talk about it. I, I ask uh, most of our interviewees about this, but where do you sit on the vegetarian versus paleo dietary scale? Mm. Oh, it doesn't bother me what anyone does no, no, but no, me personally, personally yeah. uh, i just eat everything yes meat give me a good steak chicken veggies i'm very all-rounder when it comes to diet that's another one wolfie yeah you want to be at the top of the uh, food chain don't you all I food so. chains, i don't yeah. think i could live without meat no yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i don't think i could oh no 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 yeah, i right. have to have meat and if my if i said to my husband there was no meat yep it's like, what? Yeah. Turn, turn on <laughs> what you. What do you mean? Yeah, he wouldn't be letting you go to park run on He'd Saturday. He'd say, that's not morning. dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, that's half a meal. That's right. <laughs> so, a lot of people we've interviewed more recently, I guess, are, are veggies. Really? Uh, or vegans. And uh, and uh, I'm, I'm about 80, 90% sort of on the, over the line going that way as are well. You? Yeah. But... Um, I, I could be drawn back at any stage. Very impressionable. <laughs> With a good state. Very impressionable. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's my whole life. I'm very impressionable. Old rubber arms. That's yeah. uh, good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, does RMA offer coaching programs or nutritional advice? Um, not coaching programs. Like, we don't have coaches that you can like go and get programs from all the time. We do have programs on our website that um, has been written by. Gary Howard and also one of the girls who does coach under us, Kate. Um, I coach a few girls just personally, but we don't, that's not what we're for. We're not a coaching Mm. service. So you can get that um, Mm. with those generic programs or you can, you know, Kate will coach people. That's her own business. And we, you know, put people through to her if they want somebody. But if someone's come to me and asked about coaching, I've got many people I would recommend yeah, yeah. to them. But, yeah, yeah that's not what not we're really for. Yeah. Yeah. Good, yeah. good. Um, how often do you race generally, personally? Like, what's your, what's your favourite type and yeah, mm. distance? Um, I used to race way too many races. So now I just probably only choose like one or two a year that I would race properly Mm. but um my favorite distance would probably be mm, i don't know somewhere between that 60 and 100 was really yeah i felt like i got my sweet spot the 100 as though hundreds are hard Mm. it felt amazing like i don't know i just never felt like throughout the whole day it got harder it just got better the yeah, yeah, yeah. Came, came good. Yeah, and this is the ultra trail hundred. Yeah, yeah. Even with Surf Coast as well. Yeah, I had such a good day. Both those two hundreds, I've had the best day. Just got your pacing right, yeah. nutrition right. Yeah, felt good. Yeah, there was one moment in UTA going up Iron Pot, which probably everyone feels terrible on. It's a horrible. Um, horrible. I thought, oh my gosh, I might not finish this. Like, mm. my heart rate was up, and I had to pull off to the side and just, you know, get my breathing back, but. Otherwise, the whole day just felt sweet. Like yeah. I was like amazed okay. how good I felt. So I don't know. Maybe because I'm you're running slower in those distances and mm. 
taking it all in. I think that's where I'd find my, yeah. That's the sweet spot. Yeah. Okay, good. Good, good. Um, any tips on running the Surf Coast Century? We're both looking at having a little crack at that later this year. So. Yeah. Um, well, it's such a good race. Yeah. Um, it's not hilly, so that's a benefit. You're not going to be on your feet for a long, long time. But I don't know. I Probably when I was doing it, I was being coached, and um, we did a lot of speed work. Um, <clears throat> so a lot of long tempo sort of stuff. Okay. Um, because it's so runnable. Yeah. So I think the quicker you can get over the course, the better. Ah, good um, advice for any race. There, there was a bit of, um, at the beginning, there's a bit of rock hopping and yeah, okay. it's quite technical. Like it's on the, like right on the water hmm. and there's a lot of seaweedy stuff and things like that. But I mean, there's nowhere really to trial that sort of stuff, but you don't really have to learn how to run on sand because the sand's hard. So yeah. It's like running okay. on the trail. Yep. There's a lot of people like, oh, I have to train on sand. Well, you don't actually have to train on sand at all. It's like concrete. Yep. Yep. Just long hills. There's a few single tracks. Like, no, but it's really runnable. Sounds good. Mm, It does sound good. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. That's on the agenda, for sure. Hopefully you just won't get hail and wind and stuff like they had last year. Did they really? Yeah. I was down there crewing and it was like the worst weather. Yeah, wow. (laughs) Yeah. It was totally opposite to what we had when I did it. It was cold, windy, hail... <laughs> Rain, tide came in. It was yeah, tough. Not as great a day. <laughs> oh, I'm less inspired now. <laughs> well, you, you might get a great day. You yeah. might, like I got. Okay, and it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, good odds. Yeah. How, how often do you uh, get to a race, uh, like in a support capacity for your your RMA people? Um, I I try and do it quite a lot. So hmm. it just depends where. I mean, I can't flying all over the country everywhere I'm really mindful of that um, not only for my family but costs and all those things yep. um, so you know a few key events a year I'll try and go to I still haven't got over to WA I really want to get over there um, but you know I'll go up always go up to like UTA and things like that local races like if there's things in Sydney I'll try and get to most, some of those and if I can't go like mm. one of the other RMA you know volunteer admins will go yep. like so you know, I try my best, but yeah, sometimes you've got to think about your family. And yeah, if I did that every weekend, I would never be home. Couldn't train yourself, and yeah. How many admins do you have on board? Um, oh, I think there's probably about ten of us now. Okay. So there's a few in each state. Yep. Yeah, and oh, they great. just help keep it harmonious, and then they'll help try and gather hmm. the girls in their state at events or just yeah. local child, like do some catch up runs together, that sort of stuff. That's great. Takes the load off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So you're clearly a big inspiration to thousands of running mums out there. Uh, Where do you draw your own inspiration from? Mm. I listen to lots of podcasts. Yeah. Running matters, of course. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Just other women, other running women, to be honest. Uh, They inspire me. Like, um, I can't even name specific ones. I just love following women that like to have powerful impact. So yeah. it doesn't even have to be about running. I loved following women in sport. Um, I love that they've got a voice for that now. Um, and also good men as well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I like to read stories. I'm a, I'm a storyteller and I like to read about the stories, like those personal stories. Probably should have been a journalist or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Those autobiographies, like things like that. That's where I get my inspiration from. Any anything we should have a look at? 
autobiography wise? Oh, well, recently I read the Taria Pitt one. Yes. They were amazing. That's one person I really want to meet. Yeah. <laughs> really want to meet her. She's a running mum, so she should mm. join RMA. Um, if you're listening to her, yes, and I know you are. Listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, I've read her book, which was really good. And yep. the Yana Pittman one was excellent okay. as well. Yep. And I really like how she's sort of moulded her life how she wanted it, you mm. know. Mm. She's always wanted to do something best. And she's shown that just because you're a mum... Mm. And she, you know, she's done it. Like, yeah, very strong. Inspiring. Yeah. yeah, very strong. That's inspiring. What uh, podcast are you listening to? Um, I really love Sparta Chicks. Yes. Yeah. Have you heard of Sparta Chicks? I haven't. No. She's Jen Brown. I was on her podcast. She's amazing. And she gets the most inspirational women on that podcast and a few men, but it's mainly women. Yeah. Um, in all sorts of facets of like this obviously athletes it's athlete based but she'll get people talking about hormones and health um nutrition um all those sorts of things so she's really good really good um and also um the honey alston podcast i really enjoyed those last year when i was training for uta 100 i listened to those on my long runs yep a lot of great information honey yeah she's amazing i reckon yeah just gets the information spot on yeah yeah Cool. So they're some of the favourite ones. Very good. Oh, got a bit of work to do. Yeah, (laughs) Sparta chicks. Yeah, yeah. You should listen to some of those. They're really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out. I've got a couple of uh, listener questions as usual. Um, So this one's from uh, from Beck Gaff. Uh, So she says, I'm assuming it's a she. Like most trail runners, my husband lives in a constant flux between black toenails and no toenails. Any tips on not throwing up in my mouth when he wears thongs? <laughs> oh, God, just don't look. You know what? I've never lost a toenail. Is that right? Not once. But I'm about to lose a fingernail. As you can see, I've got a Band-Aid. People can't see, but I was just telling them. Um, because I fell down the stairs on my way to park around last week and, <laughs> and I hit my nail so hard on the staircase that my nail's gone black and it's fall, it's seriously fallen off. <laughs> I don't know how to keep it alive. It's not exactly really? a trail running injury. Yeah. At least with toenails, you can hide it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm not. safer out of the trails. Yeah, you? that's right. But no, I don't know. Just don't look at those toes. Like, then probably never going to recover. <laughs> that's good advice. That's good advice. But can maybe get him some bigger shoes because I don't know. I've never lost a toenail. I don't know what the secret is, but maybe it's the shoe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we need a shoe sponsor. Can you paint them black? Can you paint, paint, paint the them black? Yeah, paint them you could. Black. Black nail polish. Will Anderson style. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Maybe. Mm. I'm not sure that uh, Big Gaff's husband is goth enough for that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know him. Just don't nice. wear thongs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the key. Good call. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> well, I think we answered that well enough. Um, number two, uh, from Andy O. So uh, I introduced my wife to trail running as a means of spending quality time together. But she's improved rapidly and has started to outshine my performances. <laughs> Should I continue to encourage obvious talent or pour my efforts into my own fledgling stand-up paddleboard career? Ah, I love it. No, you should continue to, you know, egg her on. (laughs) Just because she's better than you doesn't mean you can't keep supporting. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) In fact, it's funny, me and my husband always joke about how, like, I was always fast at parkrun and then he sort of started to get that little bit faster, but he still can't quite catch me. He hasn't got you yet? No, not yet. But he will. He will. If he keeps going, he will. Yeah. There's a lot of motivation there. Yeah, yeah. it's his goal, right? I'm sure. He yeah. should, um, yeah, 
keep in, you know, keep encouraging her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's um, good. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Uh, yeah. I think just accept that she's better than you and move on. Yeah. yeah, and maybe he could just take up his career as a stand-up paddleboarder instead. <laughs> if it gets to him that bad. Sounds like it is. Yeah. <laughs> sounds a bit worried about it. Yeah, he's um, concerned. Thanks, Andy, for the question. Yeah, That's great. Um, so uh, what's uh, your tape look like leading into Ring of Fire? Do you just keep training through now or do you uh, pull up stumps? Um, I'm a little unsure what I want to do. Like, because I'm... Ring of Fire isn't really a, a, an A race for me or anything, so I think I might just keep training through and use that as a long run um, leading up to the next two races. So, okay. So what's the A race then? Well, UTA would probably be my yep. A race. So okay. this will be my third time yep. during the 50. Yep. And I think, even though I say I'm not results you might have to think, about I think the that data. I can probably get the data down this time. Good. Good. <laughs> so... Um, I probably just have to like focus a little bit more. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, and I, I think, you know, it might be my last 50 at UTA because I've done the 53 times, I've done the 100. Yeah. Maybe I'll go 22 or even the 11. No. Next Egan's time. We've, we've spoken about I don't know. Or I'll cruise someone, which might be yeah. even something I'd really enjoy doing because yeah. I love that someone did that for me. Yeah. So, um, pay it forward. Pay it forward. But, yeah. I don't know. I think this weekend is the well, it's the final long run, really, before Ring of Fire. So I'm kind of like, mm, I don't okay. know what I'll do. I'll have to think about that during the week. What I do. Very good. Yeah. So we're organising a run called the Royal Double Ultra, just here in the Royal National Park. Yeah. And uh, so you don't have to commit right now, but uh, it's the last week end in June. So it's the 29th and 30th in June, and it's a 50k on the Saturday and a 50k on the Sunday. Gosh. So <laughs> you actually can do one or the other. Um, but uh, I'll keep you updated. We're, yeah. we're our next step is uh, so we've had approval, the the event sanctioned and everything. So it's actually just here at Gray's Point, and the Saturday and the Sundays over at Heathcote. Awesome. And uh, so we're pretty excited about having an, an ultra locally. So um, I'll keep you updated. I'll I'll flick your emails when we set up our um, our online, whether it's a website yeah. or a Facebook page or whatever, and you might have some local runners that might want to come and do it with us. So it's I think a, you might. It's a non it's a non profit <laughs> event. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll keep the cost down and yeah. um, should be good. We're looking forward to getting that together. Oh, mm. it's about time we had an event like yeah. that near here. Mm-hmm. I always say like there should be more in the national park here. Yeah. So it's, yeah. we've got the perfect place. So. Yeah. Yeah. So are you aiming to like make it so that you know the aim is that most people would try and do the double, or is it? Just well, whatever? what I'm going to do to to make it more uh, convincing for people is it, it's going to be the same price. Okay. So, so the 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 goal is to keep the price under fifty dollars. Yeah. And so when you go to enter, you can choose you know day one, day two, or both days, oh and the fee doesn't change whether you do one day or both. So I'm hoping that that will convince people would go. That's got to right. be the cheapest race in Sydney. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, yeah, well, you know, we've got to work it out. Yet, yeah. But um, wow. Yeah. So we'll. So you we'll saying work. I shouldn't taper then? <laughs> I should just keep, keep training. Going. Right? Yeah. Race yeah. Might have just oh my changed. gosh. Yeah. My heart rate just pops. I, I, I heard that you're not very good at saying no. So uh, I think got you at a good time. I was yeah. sort of like, you know, maybe after. UTA, I had a little bit of a rest, and now I'm like, mm, this sounds really good. Yeah, close to home. Yeah, it is close to home. Yeah, yeah. 
I like the idea of the double. That sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, really, really paper. Talk about rubber arms. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, I think that's a yes. I've never yeah. actually done an event where I had to back up the next day and do another event, though. So that would be something as first. Yeah, that's the challenge. Oh, that's the challenge. It is a challenge. It is yeah. a big challenge. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. All right. Chalk, All right. Well, chalk let it me up. know, and I'm sure to share that with everyone. Yeah. Cool. 36,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> you ready for that many people? No, I'm not. <laughs> you might not have that many. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I'd quickly like to thank my research team for today's uh, podcast, Juliana, Bronwyn and Tracy. <laughs> thanks, so thanks, girls. girls. Um, great information. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Nice one. Who have we have have we mentioned Gaimi Allied Health, one of our partners? No, we haven't. But yeah. We should mention Gaimi Allied Health. Yep. And yeah. have we mentioned Goo Energy? I don't think we've mentioned Goo. No. So thanks, Goo. Yeah, yeah, we we have three well, we have four And Swimgat. Not quite as many partners as Running Mums Australia. Right. But we're getting there. Yeah. It's good. Gotta start somewhere. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, um, thank you, Nicole, for coming and sharing your stories. Thanks for having me. Great storytelling. Thank you. See you on the trails. See you on the trails. Trail, trail, trail.